there was the safe word. There was always a safe word. So if he was like mm. crossing the line, you could say that word and he'll be like, okay, wait, I need to stop. I'm, <laughs> I'm not being good to you. But with Gabriel, there was never a safe word. He was always like, blah, 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 blah. I'm Mr. Bossy Pants. Blah, 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 blah. And there was never a way of him to like slow down. Mm-hmm. Be like five mm-hmm. minutes because I'm going to strangle you and I don't want to go to jail. So go to the corner. <laughs> and then breathe. You know, he just, he was always so like on top that I just, I couldn't stand that. With Paul, yeah. he gives Julia her space. I'm like, okay, I can breathe. I can think, I can come back, and I'll come back, you know, and discuss whatever. At least that's how I see it with Paul. But Gabriel, he's so sometimes needy, and it's just like, I don't, I can't stand that. So that yes. was the turn off. Uh-huh. Like, and and <laughs> in the beginning, he was uh, so uh, yelling at Julia and saying bad words to yes. her. It was like, a, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> right. Especially, you know, she was, uh, when he goes to her apartment and she tells him, oh, I was supposed to go to Harvey. I didn't go because, you know, financial uh, financial aid wasn't enough. So I had to come here. And he goes like, well, that was in your transcript. Why didn't you say something? I'm like, dude, you didn't let her. Remember, you, this is not working out for you. So you're just going to have to change. Blah, blah, blah. So it was like, are you listening to the same conversation I was listening to? Because obviously there was no time for her to express herself or explain so you just came up with your own solutions mister and that's why i was just so not keen into following into gabriel's footsteps well there's a lot of chat going on um continuing even the discussion about paul um you know and his role ellie says paul's a good guy but Who's the bigger threat to Gabriel and Julia's relationship? Paul is the bigger threat compared to Simon or Krista. And Ashley agreed with Shell about um, him reminding her of Jacob. And um, Elena noted, hmm, more of a beagle, not a golden retriever, in her opinion, particularly as he trails along following Julia. I know my dog breeds. Well, that's for sure. (laughs) You definitely do. Um, Mm-hmm. Ellie also noted that Simon and Krista and even Professor Payne did their best as predators. And Kenzie said, Julia annoys me the most because she didn't use and used to. And I think that's because when I read the books, I was a teenager. And now as I've grown up and I'm the same age as Julia, she does and says things that I don't agree with. I think that's an interesting perspective that you bring to the table there, Kenzie, because you were very young when you read these books and you know, as you, you're kind of reflecting on how she's acting and kind of seeing how, you know, she's a little bit, uh, I think stunted in a way in some of her development because of her, her upbringing. Um, Ellie said Simon and Krista and even professor Payne did their best as predators mm-hmm. and Brenda noted, but Gabriel's bossiness was never in the bedroom in that way. So there's no safe word needed. That's true. That is true. Gabriel's the softer version of Jeff C. Ward, she said. <laughs> the lord of the, ma- of the manor. Um, and Pearling notes, it still wasn't good behavior. 
And Elena said she actually felt terrible for Christian at the end of Fifty Shades. He didn't have a clue what he had done wrong at that point, mm. which is true. No, that he did. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> and who who do you think? You know, I don't. I don't. He. I think. Um, yeah, Krista was the bigger threat to all of them out of out of all the characters, the main characters mm-hmm. in that book, um, because she was the one that would start all, stir stir the pot on everything. True. Well, and she had no and moral compass, I, so you no, know, she did. She would do anything beyond, mm-hmm. you know, beyond reason. She was, you know, she mm-hmm. doesn't. She didn't have boundaries in that respect. She mm-hmm. she wanted to yeah, she, she wanted to put someone in their place or she wanted to hurt someone and she would do it. Um, Shell says, "Give me five minutes with Chris CFP Simon and Singer, and they'll be rocking and crying in the corner." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And Kenzie that, said, oh, "I'll call Paul a lab then man. because I had a lab that followed me everywhere." <laughs> oh yeah, my Kelly girl did too. Yeah, my Kelly girl was the best. She was as much as I love my noisy puppy right now, or, <laughs> as I call him, the crusty old dude. Aww. My lab was <laughs> my lab was the best. She was she was like, you know, anywhere I went, she was right there. She'd go every. I'd take her to work with me, and she'd lie under my desk, wouldn't bother anybody. Oh, she was a great dog. Mm. <laughs> My crusty old dude, that poor puppy. He's got he, he can't see anything, and he's got. I have to give him drops four or five times a day because his eyes do get so crusty, mm. and he's limping now. I, I don't know. Oh, well, he's not limping now. He's very active. Well, you know why he's excited because he is excited to hear the questions that the quiz master. Oh my god! Especially especially the math. (laughs) No math. There is no math. You know, you always say that, Betty. I've heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe you. Well, surprise. <laughs> okay, so are we ready, ladies? We are. Yeah. We're ready. Okay, here we go. A little game I like to call How Well Do You Know Paul 2024 edition? <laughs> because it started in 2024. There's going to be two editions. Anyway, so Very the first good. question is When is Paul's birthday? Is it A? December 16th, B, December 17th, C, December 23rd, or D, December 24th, C. I'm going to say C. <laughs> okay. When did we have Bessar on? <laughs> oh, my God. Was that the 22nd? <laughs> it was the one closest to when it was the it was the sun it was the sun i think it was the 16th we had him on oh Oh, yeah it was right before christmas walter is saying c see yep walter (laughs) bivill he can't hear me he doesn't he can't even hear me what doesn't even look around 
So he's deaf, he's blind, but not. But he has not lost his voice. Well, because Walter says, sees no evil, hears no evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So the letter C. <laughs> All right. So the answer is C, December 23rd, which I gave away answer last week yeah. <laughs> weeks ago because Ken posted a happy birthday on the 22nd and I was like mm -hmm. the 23rd mm -hmm. so yeah I remember <laughs> I just couldn't remember what the day was <laughs> okay looks like we have a lot of students though everybody did well on that one well, yeah, that's good for like a character everyone hates. You all remember his birthday? Yes, exactly. It's, just, it's no, ironic Paul too. Is not the character everyone hates. I'm kidding. I don't think it's they hate I've him. Never, I think they're, they're annoyed by. I him. think some people do. To be true, but like 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 people are annoyed with Walter at the moment. <laughs> Shell said, "Yes, you did. That's how I knew the answer, Betty. I know. You, I was you like, said it on the podcast." Should I tell them or not? I'll give it to them just this one time. And Kenzie said, hey, at least I made an edit and I posted it on the 21st. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so you are today's first. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to give a shout out to Kenzie and Betty for their edits for this podcast. Yes. Because yeah. they both made beautiful edits. Thank you. Oh. Okay. They were beautiful. Are we ready? Second mm -hmm. question. We're ready. Okay. Um, this one, I think it might be a little bit challenging because his name is not mentioned in the movie. What is the name of Paul's brother-in-law? Is it A, <laughs> Kevin, B, Nigel, C, Chris, or D, James? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Betty. Paul's brother-in-law. Betty, I want to know how how many minutes was Tom Sawyer under the raft on the Mississippi? No, Shell just said I didn't know he had. That a was a question I had. That was a question I had on an exam when I was in high school, <laughs> and I remember it to this day. Well, I really don't know, that but is the I same think type of maybe D. Okay, D for James, Pam. Leslie? I'm guessing, I'm saying Chris. C for Chris. I kind of just I'm wanted to say Nigel because I think that's a cool name, but. <laughs> I said it. Okay. I know Brenda also guessed he had a brother in law. WTF. <laughs> See, this is, sorry, Tosca, but if you had included more scenes with Paul, <laughs> the fans would have a lot background. And there's Paul driving any song. Oh my gosh. So now it's Fashion Flicks uh, fault. Well, Laura said, wow, OMG, Betty. Well, it's Bre true. I mean, I remember the scenes and I was like, part it. He's him here. Use Paul's song on Julia and Gabriel. What the heck? <laughs> Blasphemy. That I cannot get over. <laughs> Oh my god. It, it's like using super song on that's <laughs> so I know Phil saying it's Fred. Fred. We Kenzie <laughs> and Brenda are going with A, which I think is Kevin, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, one of the Joe yes, bros. I go good. for that. I can endorse that. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing at Brenda's comment. I know. She said that this is as bad as math. As math. <laughs> and Flora said, I'm going to get yes, a it D. Is. Okay. So I believe all the all of the names have been represented in the chat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So. And Ellie has to run. It was, I'll see you guys later. See, talk to you next with, with you next week, Ellie. And uh, she's got to pick up B rocks for some our son's <laughs> a drummer's really? life for you. Okay, I love it. Have a safe and yeah, wonderful right. weekend, Ellie. Good night, uh, Ellie. Bye. <laughs> Shell says, I know he has a cow. <laughs> and Kenzie said, Do you know how many times I read this book and I do not remember him having a brother in law? <laughs> it is my novel. So. Yes. Okay, and Betty. Then, now, was his was was his cow <laughs> Elsie? <laughs> well, the cow question might come later, cow. so just yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah, Actually, there be is no that. cow because I made that question <laughs> last year, so I couldn't repeat it. <laughs> Elena actually said they went skiing for New Year's. Total guess on his name, so Elena actually remembers the reference. Mm. Kudos yeah. to you, Elena. I can barely oh, think today by this point on Friday. Some Betty, Betty and I put uh, to the cow, Mary Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. My love, love it. baby cow with Paul is Mary Sunshine. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so are we ready? Yes. Okay. Okay. The ready. answer is C, Chris, in Chapter 32 of Gabriel's Rapture. Uh, Paul points to a picture <laughs> and he says, the girl on the far left is Heather, my little sister. Her husband, Chris, that's me on the right. Oh. My complete guess was correct. <laughs> it's a miracle. And good evening, Anna. <laughs> Anna, you just missed one of the most epic questions we've ever had. On Hi, the Anna. The question was, what was the name of Paul's brother-in-law? <laughs> Everybody guessed different names. People didn't remember he had a brother-in-law. It was fabulous. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> good. Very good. Well done, Betty. Well oh, done. Oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> and Brenda's laughing. She says, oh, wait, he said it about the picture. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's when Julia goes to his apartment mm -hmm. and they go watch a movie. Mm -hmm. um, falls asleep on. Oh, is that one? Day yes, she, he fell, asleep she fell asleep on the couch with him. He puts her in her bed okay. and he goes to sleep in the couch. Total gentleman didn't take advantage of her. Yes. Mm. Well, you know, you'd be surprised. <laughs> in those <laughs> Because, I know well, I would be surprised. You were in my arms. You were moaning. What was I supposed to do? Blah blah blah. And then it's like, yeah, that's. Well, it, it's like what Harrison Ford said to Melanie Griffith in in, in a night uh, in uh, Working Girl when she was out and they ended up together <laughs> at his apartment. And she said, "Did you get me undressed?" And he said, "Yes." And he says, "We didn't." That's you know, right. Oh, I love that film. I do too. I really do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so are we ready? 
<laughs> after that question, ready. I'm afraid. <laughs> we are never ready, but yeah. Exactly. But this one's easy. This one's easy. Everyone will get this one. Okay, question I number three. I believe you. I think so. Okay, in Gabriel's Redemption, the movie, part three, who did Paul ring in the new year with? Is it A, Allison, B, Catherine Picton, C, Mama and Papa Norris, or D, Max? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I know this one. I don't know because I haven't watched the movie yet. <laughs> I know I am a bad fan. I'm a bad <laughs> fan, but yeah, I, I haven't time. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of A's well, I, I, and there's several questions much. about who is Max well since it's not a question <laughs> I already added him in the previous years Max is the dog at the Norris farm I you know what I thought that that's what I thought yeah. and even Max was cut yeah. out of the movie what the heck man <laughs> <laughs> so not, not only was Bessie omitted Chris was omitted. Max was omitted. It's just the list goes on, but it's okay. <laughs> and you know, they're, they're, they're the husband of Diana. Mm. Father, I didn't oh, know that. You know who uh, else? Kenzie said we need to blame some? SR because SR approved the script. You know who <laughs> Not else? Asuka. Who else did, didn't girl. make it in the film? Heather. That's right. Sister. <laughs> just in case. Asked, who is Heather? Paul's sister. Oh. <laughs> yes. The consensus okay. is A for Allison. Oh, oh yes. I, I am guessing. Yes. I am guessing. Allison. I suppose it's Allison. So he has a dog and a brother-in-law who knows <laughs> about Paul. And there's my dog, Walter. You know, Walter, come like that. He and Max Stop are BFF. He's upset too that Max didn't get it filmed. It's okay, yes, Walter. He's expressing yeah, his disappointment that Max didn't make it yes. onto the screen. <laughs> he has a complaint. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Walter's lodging a complaint. <laughs> oh, my Lord. He had, well, Walter lodges many complaints. The only time he's not complaining is when he has a question <laughs> in front of him and he's dead. And um, when he's passed out on the couch. My poor little boo-boo. Come here, my baby. Come here. Can you imagine poor Max like in Don't the makeup for chair waiting for baby. his big scene? Like, I want to walk in the scene, you know, with bar next to Paul. We're going to be together, get best. And it's just like, Max was never a call. Ever. Yeah. Okay, so Aww. are we We are ready. Okay. <clears throat> so the answer is A, Allison. Okay. I'm surprised yeah. you even put that question in, Betty. I know how well, you feel. <laughs> you know, there's two options. You can ignore it or you can go head on. <laughs> <laughs> Accepting it. Yes. Accepting it. Oh, my gosh. Exception is part of the process of grieving and getting, <laughs> getting, getting through it. 
or an AA, it's the acceptance yeah. of your shell noted Ohio, that whatever. Allison was whatever, whatever step that in is. that scene. Oh, that scene. Well, they they, um, they edited that scene too. So. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> truncated. <laughs> they caught a lot of like, what you didn't add this, and then you took a never mind. Okay, it's fine. And and then and then he's decorating the classroom, and she yeah leaps on him. Allison. Oh. Something special. Okay, so let's go to question number four. All right, so here we go. Question number okay. four. In Gabriel's Redemption, the movie part three, what song was playing in the background while Paul and Allison talked? Is it mm. A, Back to December, Taylor Swift? B, What Are You Doing New Year's Eve, Harry Connick Jr.? C, The Only Exception by Kaya Fraser? Or D, Old Lang Syne by Loving Capper. We have a couple Ds. Shell said she didn't pay attention. I'm thinking Old Lang Syne. I didn't either, but I'm going to say Harry Connick Jr. I don't know. Because no, that's Zine, such a traditional by, uh, the Royal Canadian New Day. Year's song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elena says no idea. <laughs> Betty, these are good. I had to tell my sister that Old Lang Syne was actually a poem written by Robert mm. before it was at, before music was added to it. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'm 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 going to say the Harry okay. Connick Jr. Dave. <clears throat> Because I don't think Taylor Swift would, I, I doubt very much they could have gotten Taylor Swift's permission to put a song in there. <laughs> and I love Ashley's, oh. Ashley's question. So whatever Can we count Lizzie Gabriel's said. Redemption Part 3 as a Christmas movie? <laughs> but not a Hallmark. Well, just like Die Hard, right? Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. What about The Nightmare Before Christmas? Is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> so I thought, We're I getting thought distracted of it as a from our task at hand. Yes, and I, I'm the one who uh, took us down that path. <laughs> this is what I thought set in Christmas, Christmas vibes. What do you do in New Year's? Oh, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you don't want me to say anymore. Okay. So the answer is D, All Lang Syne by Loving Culliver in Gabriel's Redemption movie part three. And this is at 39 minutes <laughs> and 10 seconds. New Year's Eve, Poland. Allen- <laughs> Talking oh my gosh. Uh, Olang sign plays in the background. <laughs> I love it, Betty. Oh. Well, I was going to put Olang sign, but be- with four different uh, <laughs> interpreters. And I was like, I might be pushing it too much. So there you go. <laughs> I made it a little bit easier. <laughs> okay. 
episode. Are we ready? We are ready. Okay, it went through. Yay! So the answer is D, his sister Heather, brother-in-law Chris, and Allison. Chapter 70 of Gabriel's Redemption, it says, January 1st, 2012, Stowe, Vermont. Paul found himself sitting next to the fireplace in a what in a chalet chalet (laughs) in a chalet in the wee hours of the morning heather and his and chris had already retired to their bedroom having run the new year in already leaving paul and allison to drink their beer in companionable silence now were they drinking I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't give her any more <laughs> ideas, Pam. <laughs> you know, I could go straight to those pores and get the answer. So, yeah, good question. You know what was it? Stella Artois? Was it a Guinness? <laughs> was it a Budweiser? Was it a Budweiser? Was it a Coors Light? It's, if was they're in New England, isn't it Sam Adams? Well, there's Sam Adams too. I. I have no idea. I don't think they specified in the book. That's one for SR. Or, or may, mm-hmm. maybe it was a beer from the Henderson, Henderson. Uh, I think it's the Hendersonville Brewery up on up in Toronto. Well, Shell just said the Canadian import. Brenda said that will be the question for next year. <laughs> and Flora says, "Bet you get us every time." <laughs> Kenzie had a good observation as well. She said, "I did realize a lot was cut out of part." Three of Redemption. She said more than other movies, I think. So, I think there was a bit more. I I I have a feeling you're right. I think they wanted to get that because that story could have gone on for a longer time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there was just a lot. Book three is very different than the other two books. Jumping mm-hmm. from yeah, carrying a lot of different storylines. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yes. there are a lot of information. And Elena, our New Englander in the chat room, says definitely Sam Adams, preferably Boston Lager. Um, Brenda <laughs> well, noted it was also one of the longer movies as well. Well, in a previous show, it did ask the boss, what does Paul drink? And he did say it was Samuel Adams. So there you go. Oh, very good. That makes sense to me. I only mentioned the brewery in Toronto because it was it's owned by Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, who for otherwise is known as Rush. Pamapedia, mm-hmm. at it again. I love it. <laughs> no, I I do remember. I think we Neil Pert wasn't in there because he's passed away, but the other two owners. Mm. Well, now there's all kinds of breweries and microbreweries and. Oh yeah. So. Okay. So are we ready for question six? We are. Mm-hmm. Then here we go. True or false? Paul came up with the idea of going away for New Year's. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say true. I have no idea. So, Perling, don't hang your hat on what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Pam? Um, I'm going to say it was already planned. Okay. Perlene? It's probably Heather who it did it, really. Pete, because I, it got. Oh, low. okay. 
So the question is, true or false, Paul came up with the idea of going away for New Year's. Oh. I think it's false. I, th I, I think it's false, too, because I think it was already planned, and he just decided to bring Allison along, asked Allison to join him. Um, Pam, you, you almost gave me a heart attack right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my, oh, oh hey, what? That's not what happened in the book. Okay. <laughs> Betty, I love how animated you get when talking about Paul. It is my well. favorite. I love it so much. You are so, you are so into it. It's fantastic. My You're such the, such the Paul champion. I love it. A little psycho. You know, it depends on how you see it. <laughs> I don't do it as psycho. I do it as phenomenal. Okay, so yes. excuse me, just just don't don't take any kids or dogs to the uh, Rye Playland and burn bunnies from the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Pam. So are we ready? We are. That was a yeah, yeah. that was a Michael Douglas movie. Oh yeah, I seen that film. Uh -huh. That should be like a, a film every man should watch, like before you cheat. Like, yeah, but watch this oh, film. Look, this is what could happen. How it could go wrong. Do you still want to go for it? That's a fatal attraction. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the answer is false. Chapter sixty-five of Gabriel's Redemption. I quote: Chris was. Chris wants to go snowboarding in Stowe for New Year's. He's going to rent a place so we don't have to drive back and forth. Invite Allie and come with us. And this is his sister, Heather. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Sisters yeah. being a matchmaker. Yes, yeah, she is. Yes. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. <laughs> Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong movie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this is why I almost had a heart attack when it's like Pam's like, and it was Paul's idea to invite Allie. It's like, no. Please, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God, no. So oh, my sketchy. God. Heather's sketchy. <laughs> right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, are we ready for the next question? Bring it on. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Question seven. True or false? After spending New Year's Eve with his sister, brother-in-law, and Allison, Paul left Vermont for the Modern Language Association's convention on January 6th. Did he go to Washington? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wrong year was it in 2020 of january wrong year um i think that's true well i know he was going there so sure i don't remember exactly that I, yeah, he was definitely going. He was definitely going to the the thing so he could do some job, you know, look for jobs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the question. So why not? Was it on the sixth? That's the question. 
I I don't know what day it was. I know I, <laughs> the chat, I, I the, just know tomorrow's my tomorrow's a, t- tomorrow's an event. Well, meant to stay because it's my friend Rose's birthday. Um, <clears throat> as well. It's probably the seventh. <laughs> as Elena says, hmm, is that a trick question, Betty? Not sure if that was the date. False. Elena's saying false. Okay, Carly. Mm-hmm. She's being awfully quiet. I know, Perling. She's thinking. Um, because I'm because I'm trying to think. Um, well, I think it's false. Oh, but I don't know. I'm not sure. So Perling and Elena say false. I'm going to say it's false too because I don't think it was January 6th. I know they were going. He was going to the that convention, but I don't know. I don't think it was January 6th. Okay. Mm. Fine. Tell us the answer. But it's it would be it would be an, it would be a nice way to celebrate Rose Viviano's birthday. Day. So the answer is false. What? Yeah. I'll give you the yeah. answer. She got us. Elena <laughs> and Perling and and Pam were on to it. Okay. Question number eight. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm trying to paste it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's a big one. Okay. You have to okay, put it in part. Technical problems. <laughs> She'll just work. Sketchy Betty is sketchy. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, question number eight. Where was the Modern Language Association Convention held? Is it A, Chicago, oh my God. B, Seattle? <laughs> Los Angeles or D New York City. I'm gonna say LA. Ooh. Because why not? I I really wanna I really <laughs> wanna pick up the book and look, but I'm not going to. Oh. Oh my god. I wouldn't be able to read it because I go to the eye doctor on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Oh gosh, I'm saying Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, that time went down. But there's a part of me that thinks it is on the West Coast, like Seattle. Ooh, so hard. Mm. Yeah, I will go with D. New York, Nueva York. Yeah, it's Philadelphia. God bless us all. It's Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god okay so are we ready final answers final answers okay go for it and the answer is B Seattle chapter 70 oh. Oh. remember uh, I just said I said no oh, it might be on the west coast <laughs> okay so the answer is on January 2nd, Paul had to leave for the Modern Language Association's annual convention, which was being held in Seattle. All his interviews for prospective jobs would take place during the convention. And it was on the 2nd. So there you get the date. There you go. So I mean, good. I, I, I All these questions are fantastic. I actually looked that up. Do you know that there is really a uh, actually a Modern Language Association that does do that yearly? Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the and one of the things that it does for attendance, or so that 
people can go look for jobs like Paul or, or whomever. And so there you go. Yeah. And this scene was also omitted from the film. So it's okay. We didn't get to see Paul get ready to go out (laughs) into the world. I know. I know. Okay. So next question. Question number nine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who drove Paul to the airport? Is it A, (laughs) Allison? I know. I know. Norris. C, Chris, or D, Heather? Shell says A. I think it was Allison. I remembered. I think Allison. (laughs) Shell says Allison is clinging. Anna says A. She is. I thought so too. I really did think that. Okay, so <laughs> what do you ladies think? Allison? Hey, Allison. Leslie? I, I think Allison. I agree. Berlene? I could be totally wrong. Berlene? Some though, so. okay. yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Now. <laughs> all okay, right, okay. all right, all right. So, the answer is A, Allison's chapter 70 of Gabriel's Redemption. I quote, Allison drove him to the airport in Burlington. End quote. And I agree with Shell, I really do think Allison was very clingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to pick up where the relationship where it left off, and he was just not there. Yes. Yeah, and, and she was very too hard. You know what Allison reminds me of? Have you heard that song, Marry Me, Bill? Uh, with Marilyn McCool? I think so. That Why don't you marry me, Bill? Yes, yeah, yeah Marilyn McCool. And it was the the... Um, uh, what you would call it from the fifth dimension and her husband. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought when mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't you know. I just, I just find her, you know, the way she was portrayed in the movie and to a certain extent in the book, I think she was, um, she wanted so much to be back with him and he was just not mm-hmm. there. And she tried so hard, too mm-hmm. hard, to try to get him back. That's just my... Yeah, concern. well, there's a lot of chats uh, going on around. Um, Ashley notes she had a hard time letting go. Um, Floor uh, agreed with that. And Allison is like Jessica Stanley in the Twilight movies, uh, says Shell. Uh, blues, Anna noted, and Brenda said, the thing is that Allison realized she messed up, and she was backtracking. Uh-huh. Yeah. She mm-hmm. also offered, uh, Billy Davis Jr., is that you're thinking of, Pam? Um, see, I, I, the way I, I love see, you, so I always will. Yeah, clingy. Way, yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's the uh, fifth from the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. But the way I see mm-hmm. Allison, at least my interpretation of it, it was that she wanted to go back to something that felt comfortable. She yeah. seemed a little lost. 
mm-hmm. at times like she didn't know where she belonged or and what me like now she back can you repeat that again yeah hello can, can you we had hear some, me we had some buffering there we had some mm-hmm. buffering there just so can you repeat what you said okay so i think allison felt regret about finished things with paul and mm-hmm. now she wanted to 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 get the, the relationship back and now paul is not um available <laughs> so right. it's, yeah. i think it's, it's it's a hard time for her too mm-hmm. yeah there oh it is it is and i mean she's being very desperate and he's being aloof and, and not really seeing it Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's he's not. I, you know, and I'm, I'm... Yeah, uh, Kenzie said. I think she's more interested in him, and his heart is still set on Julia, not clingy but unrequited. Mm-hmm. And she wants to get what is comfortable. Paul isn't truly interested anymore, but still tolerates it. He's still recovering. It's just too soon. Mm-hmm. Anna notes. Just Anna notes. Soon. But in the movie, he did ask her to wear roses again for him. I noticed that yeah here's the thing with the roses so Allison used to wear roses back when they were together that was her scent right she changed Mm -hmm. it she's wearing something different he wants her to wear it again and it's like okay reminiscing to the good old times right good old golden days and then we have Julia who can't wear vanilla anymore and now she's wearing roses and it's like how is Paul supposed to move on when he sees her again and she's like roses <laughs> you, you too yeah but I, I want to know if it was um, Barbara Stegman's company with Rose Afghan mm-hmm. Rose or the Noble Rose Most likely. that she did in her perfume I would think so <laughs> but I just yeah. feel, like, I feel bad for Paul because if he wanted to move on and then he sees Julia again and sniffs her, he's going to be like, oh my God, you smell like Allison. Allison smells like Julia. What is Paul supposed <laughs> to do? Like, how is he supposed to move on if everyone smells like roses now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, thought, I thought Julie was into lavender. I'm, I'm lost here. I. Mm-hmm. I thought Julie was into lavender and vanilla was the scent that she wore when she wasn't with Gabriel so that, um, that, you know, couldn't be remembered. I thought that was reversed. I, I thought that, that was reversed. I thought Julia started in vanilla. She started. That's only, be, that's only because I'm a lavender and bergamot person. Yeah. So well, and uh, you know, Anna notes that she's willing, Allison's willing to settle and the movie, she felt hints that they are getting back together. Um, mm-hmm. Brenda said he had Paul had moved on, even though she had broken up with him. And then he realized he liked her, mm-hmm. um, loved her, and they got back together. Um, and the movie, you know, hints at that. Uh, Kenzie said Paul and Allison do get back together, but in not in a super serious relationship. I think Paul's using her as a rebound, to be honest. 
Floris, and Floris said Allison just seemed so desperate to get back to what once was, and Paul just wasn't there yet. <coughs> oh, I, that, mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with that. She was really being <laughs> Yeah, and Kenzie said vanilla yes. roses, then vanilla again. And Shell notes and Paul about was then making moves on him. Oh, yeah, I like Holly. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. we heard about that colleague. What was her name? Elizabeth? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And Anna notes Gabriel's not buying Julia Roses or Vanilla. He's upscale classic like Chanel, Dolce, Eve, Saint Laurent. And Shell <laughs> said that if T Swift was the character, they would never get back together. Right. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know about that though, Anna. I because he really liked her scent. <laughs> Gabriel did, and you know, and, and I mean, even he changed what he was was involved with. Yeah. So he could, uh, so he wouldn't be reminded of her mm. when they were split for a while. Mm -hmm. As Elena says, I, this as, book makes you wonder where things went with his colleague. See, I. Still oh yes, going on between Paul and Allison because the way redemption ended and the way promise starts, mm -hmm. something's going on and it's not good. Well, and Kenzie yes, made a note exactly, that she exactly. she she said SR did say Paul is still in relationship with Allison after promise. Yes, I definitely. Mm -hmm. I had to. We ask asked about that. that yeah. So. And as, as Shell pointed out, they were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Paul is to be happy. So please give him an, uh, an end or something. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, Alison, Elizabeth, Alison, Elizabeth. Oh my God, it's complicated. <laughs> but see, I think this is why, again, Boss, please, boss, misericordia. <laughs> Have mercy on us, yes. you're mortals who only want to read great novels written by you. So I'll give you my money happily with a smile. I'll even send a bottle of stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I think the way Paul was written, that he's slowly but surely starting to heal the way his, he's finally letting go of Julia in a good healthy way with that last conversation they had in in promise that mm -hmm. gives us a glimpse of how now he might be able to move on with his life yes but it also makes you wonder well what's going to happen now because you're with allison but it doesn't sound like she's as supportive as maybe he would have liked maybe they're having problems again the long distance is that something does she want to move things a little quicker and he's not ready where does he see himself going why is this relationship mm -hmm. not being the second time around i mean well i think the second time is more of a, a you know trying to get over julia it's a mm -hmm. rebound relationship yeah and, which is which is sad for yeah. allison yes. but um yes uh, of course but, it, but uh, but he's also pointing out to her that it's not, it, it's not going to be like a committed type relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
I'm also curious about what her his family thinks because they like her. You can see her like at least it's been mentioned a couple of times that she's been hanging out with the family. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, she was there, and Christmas, I would imagine she was there too. Which is like, so is she trying to win them their approval again so that they can nudge Paul in her direction? Does he? Ever tell them, you know, I'm not too sure. Like, I'm just curious, what is the dynamic? What is going on there? You know, we we never see her family. At least we never see anything mm-hmm. from Paul regarding her. He does mention her right away in, in Gabriel's Inferno. He thinks about her and the Velveteen Rabbit and how she's the one who made him read the book and he fell in love with it. And if anyone asked him, he would deny it. But he loves the novel and you know, throughout the series, he does mention her or things that, you know, re- remembers mm-hmm. that she was there with him at the mm-hmm. gathering and stuff. So, like, she never disappeared. She was always there. I guess in a crazy way, I never really thought of her that way because I thought, well, they're just friends now. But, you know, now mm-hmm. looking back in retrospect, it's like, well... I don't think she ever really saw him as a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ever. I agree. I think she she was with her other boyfriend at the time. It didn't work out. And she started to think like, huh, maybe what I had before yes. was better. But the thing that bothers me about Allison most is when she describes Paul, when she's talking about her sex, you know, experience with her ex-boyfriend. And she says, He's nice, but he's not as nice as you. Like, that's the mm-hmm. best you can use to describe the guy you're trying to win back. Like, you're nice. Like, that's it. He He's not funny or, you know, kind or gentle, brave, smart, inquisitive. Like, there's nothing you can use to describe Paul. Just nice. X is nice. You're nicer. That's it. Like. I, I guess, like, that mm-hmm. made me wonder, like, what do you see in Paul if you, the only way you can describe Paul is nice? hmm Yes. I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there are a lot, there are a lot of, there mm-hmm. are, you know, there are a lot of people that have come and gone through your life that are nice, but mm-hmm. I think there has to be something more. Obviously. Than nice if it's I mean, exactly. I'm, you want to ask Gabriel, Gabriel's going to say, like, Paul is annoying. Or, you know, and I would be like, okay, that's another word to describe Paul. But at least he would have something else to say, not just nice. Exactly. Exactly. But I think Paul made a bad decision if he is with Allison again. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't love her. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has a, something else, like a friend or... You know something that you have you appreciate, but it's not love. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a it's a bad decision. What do you mean, like a, a like a? Yeah, well, and you know, Kenzie said I think Allison misses friends what she with lost. benefits do well. Elena said I think Allison and Paul would be settling if they got back together. Time for both to move on. Perhaps Allison is more in love with Paul's family than with Paul. And Anna notes, you can't have who you want, so love the one you're with. He was happy that Allison didn't like that her other is... boyfriend. She's stroking his ego, and he's receptive. <laughs> well, you know, that, and it's also a great Stephen, um, 
a Stephen Still song if you can't be with the exactly. one you love, love the one you're with. Um, Kenzie said, I don't think friends with benefits works. And Shell says, she needs stronger adjectives. I really like that statement, Shell. Yeah. She needs more. I, th I think it's a friends with benefits, but not mm -hmm. in her favor. Yeah. I think friends with benefits are good if you both are clear that that is the only thing they mm -hmm. are. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, at the end, one of the one of the friends <laughs> um, becomes like you know like in in love or feeling something else for for the other one. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't I don't I don't like friends with benefits because you always has a, a risk on that. Right. There is always a risk and there's always a risk of mm -hmm. the other person um, developing feelings that they shouldn't, that, you know, are not mm -hmm. reciprocated in any way. Yes. And it is always the woman. Who I wants have a feeling, though. It I usually have a feeling, is. though, that is. if Paul and Allison continue in their relationship, eventually Allison would be like, I found someone else, some like like what happened when she was with Dave. Mm -hmm. so like Paul and, and Allison broke up because of the long distance and and then she found someone else. And at the time she thought that that was the one. So she moved on right away. So I think maybe in some aspect, if someone else were to like be around her work environment and she seemed interesting, I think she would let go of Paul right away because to her, Paul is just nice. And now she's mm -hmm. my one else who's more attractive or mysterious or something that will intrigue her and that she might let go. But at the moment, I feel like she's just holding on to Paul because she, she doesn't, she's maybe like those type of people who need to be with someone in order to feel like they're they have value of some sort like if you're not in a relationship then what are you you need to be in love with love mm -hmm. yeah uh, well so as Anna notes yeah Anna's saying reverting to the familiar back in Vermont and Kenzie said that's why I don't think it's friends with absolutely because Allison wants to be with him and I don't think she sees it that way. Again, I think Paul's using her as a rebound, which regardless of your feelings towards Allison, isn't fair to her. Mm -hmm. As uh, Shell notes, one side is only pelvic affiliates and the other is in their feels. And Elena said, I think Allison gravitates to what's comfortable. It's easier than trying to start over. On the other hand, I don't think Paul would have any love interest now in Allison if she wasn't chasing him. And Anna says both are settling. Both will get hurt. Julianne is the third in the relationship, and Paul has an unrealistic opinion of Julianne, just like Gabriel, brown-eyed angel. <laughs> Anna, you are fantastic. That is true. And Shell, Shell reports, you know, says that she's not complete without mm -hmm. partner. Yes. So depleted. Good discussion, guys. Yeah. Although, although, you know, there was this doctor who used to do things on PBS. She was a gynecologist, I think. I forget what her name was, but it was a it was a French name, but she was not French. 
She said the best thing in the world are friends with benefits because you can do what you need to do. Goodbye. Have a great night. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That is the normal thing. That is, that's what a friends with benefits are. Exactly. And we'll talk later. Mm -hmm. And you know what? On a personal level, there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. Seriously. As long as both people are in agreement. As long as you both know. As long as you both know. This is where it is. Exactly. I mean, I'm in an age now where, you know, friends with benefits would be nice. Of course, you, their Viagra might have to get involved <laughs> in it. Oh, oh, my gosh, well, Pam. You remember who loves <laughs> having pelvic affiliates? Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Any other any other survey questions? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's get back to Moving that question. Okay. Questions Moving on. All right. Question number 10 is Paul is an assistant professor of the Department of English at is it A Harvard, B St. Michael's College, D St. Joseph's, or D Columbia University. I try to make it easy for everyone. <laughs> so oh my God. <clears throat> it is it is B. And as for Elena, this chapter is still being in, in process. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. I am I am at my age public affiliates are nice. <laughs> <laughs> I am I know it's been a long time. between C and, and B, B and C, but I don't know. Let me think. Between the Saints. See, one of the, two, two of these four colleges, well, three of these four colleges, I know two more so than the other. Anna says one of the Saints. Floor says C. Yes. B. Ashley says B. Elena says B. Kenzie. The only one. And I, I say B. And Shell says C. I haven't visited. Mm. Oh, I don't know. B is the only one I have never visited. So I think B. Where is St. Michael's College? Is that in New England? I'm looking it up. Yeah, it's in Vermont. <laughs> oh, there's a couple. I think there's one in Maryland, too. I don't know. I am between B and C. I know he's a saint. You gotta make a choice, Carla. So we're so we're looking we're looking for Jesuit schools, <laughs> and we know that one person did go to a Jesuit school, which is Saint Joe's, Saint Joseph's. Being so Philadelphia, I take the pH off, <laughs> so it's Saint Joe's, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, St. Michael's is also a Jesuit school. Of course, if you wanted to go for the Augustinians, you'd go to Villanova. Hmm. Just so you get it. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm going with B. St. Michael's College. Okay. Final answer? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the answer is B, St. Michael's College, Chapter 81 of Gabriel's <laughs> Redemption. And I quote, 
However, neither of them could have anticipated the overwhelming joy that was to come in early March when Paul was offered the position of assistant professor in the Department of English at St. Michael's College. He didn't waste time fussing over the salary or negotiating a lighter teaching load or other perks. He simply accepted. Nice. Nice. And, mm -hmm. and it's, a good, it's a good point because it was close to his home, yeah. too, his parents. Again, this is, I think he, he did it mostly because of his dad uh, still mm -hmm. recovering from the heart attack and his family still needs him. So, Well, he really lucked out because it is very hard to get a job in a limited Academia. Uh, in a limited mm -hmm. uh, area of study at Perling, you can speak to this yes. better than any of us since you are in academia. Um, yeah. It is very difficult when you have a very specialized area to get a position. Mm. They are few and far between. So the fact he landed in Vermont is fantastic. I'm very happy. Yeah. And St. Michael's College is actually in a Colchester, Vermont, in a private nonprofit school. Yes, I put the link in the chat box. I, I am looking at the website now. Yes, nice. if you wanted to check it out, it is in the web, in the chat box. Okay, so are we ready for the bonus question? Yes. Okay. okay. This one has math, right? No, no, no math. math. No math. I okay. promise, okay. no math. I can't Thank God. Thank you. Okay, mm -hmm. so the question is, who did Paul email after he received the job offer at St. Michael's? Is it A, Professor Picton, B, Dean Martin, C, Allison, or D, Julia? I'm going to say Professor Picton because Dean Martin was too busy getting drunk drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think that Professor Picton too. Okay. I don't think he will say that to Julia after everything that happened. Oh, man. I don't know. It makes sense to be Picton, but in a way, I, I do think he would reach out to Julia and tell her that. No, because they'd split By that off, point? Wasn't this before? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Fixing up my timeline. Well, Picton, I definitely know he would tell Picton. So I'm going to go with A. Okay. I mean, because she's your advisor, the advisor. And I don't think he'd email Allison. I think he'd tell her. Oh, why don't exactly. you stab me, Leslie? And get it over <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but I, I already let's committed. Put, I put A. I put let's a. put some gasoline, throw a match, and let's see me burn, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're sitting together drinking coffee, talking about jobs. The job <laughs> and Allison is feeding him cookies. Thank you. <laughs> and donuts. Mm -hmm. Cookies and donuts. <laughs> yeah, Dunkin'. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Ready. All righty, then. The answer is D, Julia, Chapter 80. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Okay. He Thank you very much, friends. Oh, Thank you very much. 
<laughs> he emailed Julia about his job offer, and they resumed their occasional friendly correspondence. See, uh, well, we haven't gotten that far in the book. I yet. know, but I don't see. There was some reason why I said Julia, and that's why I must have remembered it subconsciously. Uh, that Even though I did not commit to that answer, so uh, the email I, didn't make it in the movie either. <laughs> so, not at all. Oh my God, obviously. Well. They was email me. Oh, not that. Email. They resumed their occasional friendly correspondence. See, this is what I meant by the fact that they would, they would reconnect, but it would be much more in a professional setting, manner. Hey, I'm working yeah. here. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this project. I, I, that by kind the of way, stuff. yeah, I thought St. Michael's College is not a Jesuit school. It is a school from the Order, the Society of St. Edmund. I stand corrected or sit corrected, <laughs> putting a drink in my mouth. <laughs> well, that Allison baked Paul cookies and yes. that's so well, so much yes. for the Julianne breakup. <laughs> yes. And, and Chris in his office. Yes. And Flora said, wow, Betty. <laughs> and that you, Pet Genzie said, but you've read the book before, Pam. Nice excuse. <laughs> oh, I did, yeah. but uh, it was a while ago. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that I, I chapter just, to be true, and we won't for a very, very, very long time. I, I we're in the late, we're, we're chapter, chapter 29. 29. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 81's a okay. long way away. <laughs> so maybe like in two years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure, yeah. I figure this, mm -hmm. um, as, you know, as far as writing the book, we'll have plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Before it comes yeah. out. And Anna says, you know, he's hoping she and Gabriel break up so he can swoop in and rescue the rabbit. And you know, he'll be uh, dissecting Allison a lot more <laughs> once those chapters come. Yes, we will. Chapter 81. Uh, all right. No, we, we got at least a month there. Mm -hmm. months, actually. Yeah, it's going to be a while. 40, uh, 47. Yes. I mean, we're talking. I mean, we're, we're, our next chapter starts at pay, on the book, page 178. And chapter 47 starts in 297. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get make there. it work. Yay. We'll find a way. Well, you know, SR has all the time in the world to do his book because chapter 81 is actually towards the end of the Yes. Mm -hmm. so. Well, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> Anna says he's like Charles with Camilla. He's never letting the fantasy of her go. I don't know. Now that I'm sorry, that was a relationship that I think was so sad. Charles and Camilla. You know, I love Diana. I would stick by Diana for for anything. But I think if if the Queen had relented that Charles and Camilla would have been married long before he'd he and Diana. That's just my uneducated opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the point being, Anna's saying a lot of, uh, he's hanging on to her. Mm -hmm. he, she, it's true. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like he would yes. let go of her at some point. I think he'd get Julia tired of waiting. Or Allison. Yeah. Now, now Charles never got tired because they were he they brought when he got engaged he said, 
Listen, I am uh, not a royalist, and I don't know a damn thing I'm talking about. <laughs> I was but... going to say, are you a, do you have the inside track to the, the, the castle there, Pam? <laughs> but, but <laughs> they were dating when long before she even married uh, Parker Bowles. And because she, I think she was a Catholic at the time, she wasn't, they weren't allowed to marry because of mm. that. And actually, her, I think it was her grandmother or her great-grandmother had an affair with uh, Charles's uh, grandmother. Oh <laughs> well. And uh, Alice Krebs was her grandmother's name, or her, her ancestor that had the affair with the king. And then you but know they I, they were eating it and everything. There was they were they were always together. They they got you know they had a lot in common. They did a lot of things in common. And he was told by I think it was Lord Mountbatten that she wasn't good enough for him. And that's why they split when they did. And then he went on to have as many affairs as ever. And then met Diane. Said Mom says you know hey you know let's be real here. You got to get married. Yeah. And so Diana. Yes, was the Anna said Diana was the breeder and used by the royal family. Brenda said, "True about uh, Charles. They were together way yes, before." And it's sad that they put Diana in that position. She faced a loveless marriage, and now she's dead because of the media and the reprieve of the family. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, that's my my. I'm knowledgeable opinion of the <laughs> okay. whole affair. You know, I try watching a musical, Diana, the musical on Netflix, and I just, I couldn't do it because they had that, there was a scene where there's like young Diana is singing about her interest. She's in like on a date with Charles mm. and daydreaming and she's like very young and youthful and and then they bring Camilla, the character, and she's trying to give her advice about what this Charles likes. And I was like, "Yeah, this is where I have to go because it's just too painful and awkward to have like the mm -hmm. end. Oh, he likes this. I, blah, blah, blah. I, have, mm -hmm. I have, I have always been fascinated with royal marriages and um, friends with benefits and mm -hmm. other people involved. And it didn't matter whether it be the English aristocracy or the French, because um, Madame du Barry was, I think she was the mistress to Louis the 16th or 14th. Might have been the 14th. But I, I've always been fascinated. It was never, for the longest time, there were never love marriages within, for the most part, in the world, world dynasties of the world. And, you know, it was because this one needed a, a peace treaty or that one had this or this one had that. And that's when they would get together. So that it always fascinated me. And um, I, I think with and the modern ages, uh, I think from the time that even, even to a certain extent, um, the Duke of Windsor, when he married Wallace Simpson, there's always been this love thing that always played, that kind of came into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, I know Lord Montbatten, and in stories that I've read, Lord Montbatten wanted, told Charles to play, sow his oats and play the field as often as he wanted. 
And to the point where Prince Philip even turned around and said, you know, it's okay to mess around outside. But in modern day, when you think about that, that's the, like, the most horrible thing you can do. And especially when you've got a, a woman who is as young as Diana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It totally screws everybody up. Yeah. Anyway. Says and it says talk about friends with benefits. They f like bunnies and heat. They do. Oh my god. Yes. 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 And benefits. The roles are just a crooked lot. Like they just put everything under the rug, just like the rest Mm of them. Agree, Brenda. And again, all goes back to the bunnies, isn't it? It is. It all goes back to And it all goes back to Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it's always about Paul. It's, it's a long way to get there, but yes, it always goes back to the bunny and Paul. <laughs> yeah. But I have a question. I have a question. Well, a question for Betty, obviously. It's not in the contest. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. How old is Paul right now? Well, <clears throat> we're still in the, like, we don't know because he's older than Julia, but younger than Gabriel. So mm-hmm. he should be around like 41. Okay. And well, I think <laughs> when he met her in Toronto, he was about 26 or 27. Yeah, I did ask the boss and he said he was early late 20s but not in the 30s yet because mm-hmm. Gabriel was 33 and Julia was 23 so he was like 26 or 27 okay okay yeah, yeah. I remember the middle mm-hmm. and as so it's close to, he, he's close to 40 yeah he should be in his 40s now for Betty Allred's there you go and there are many roads that will get you to the <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm so thankful for you guys for joining us tonight and celebrating. Us. You did not oh, disappoint, you. as always. So much fun. I'm glad <laughs> everyone could make it and join. Yes. A nice way to kind of kick off the weekend. Thank mm-hmm. you. Absolutely. Um, what do you have for us? And, and, and what do I have for us tonight afterwards? Yeah. Well, I thought I would do uh, the wedding bell booth. <laughs> In honor of Allison? Oh, well, because it came up. So I pulled oh, it up. So it's thanks. there. Oh. So here, wait, we, wait. Here, here we go. By do you the think mentions. Allison secretly in her room has like a little notebook and is writing Allison Norris over and over again? No, I don't think so. Well, if she were me at that time of life, they probably had a journal where she went expounded on her fantasies of what life could be. Maybe. I mean, the way Allison is portrayed in the book, I have a feeling she already has like a wedding planner book, like with the book, the dress she's going to wear, where's the reception going to be held, the invitation. Oh, you mean like a dream board? (laughs) 
<laughs> I got it. I think. That oh she's my god. Super organizer. Now that's something I didn't she's have. I didn't have. A I think she's just waiting for him to pop the question, and she already picked out the ring. <laughs> oh my god. Really? She probably has the dress, the ring, yeah. the flowers, everything all I, set, it, the, the venue that she wants. I wouldn't doubt that uh, she already asked Heather to be her maid of honor. And Heather's like, yeah, I'm into it. He proposed. No, he hasn't. But it'll happen no. eventually. And, and you know, I, I can imagine that she's already, got, she, uh, uh, as an, a, a wedding officiant, um, I can I would be more than happy to to collect the $150 to you better <laughs> not now. <laughs> well, be friends with that. Hey, I, I am a universal wedding officiant. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, this will be an interesting like outtake, <laughs> like boss. This is a new chapter. This is a new chapter. I I actually somebody said something to me one day, and they wanted me to officiate their wedding, and I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, how the hell do I do this? So I. I went and I found this Universal Life Church where you go and for it about uh, about I think it's fifteen dollars you can get your certificates as that you're a wedding official. Oh wow! You know what? And then all you have to do is register with the county that they're. Pam, going to you it. just gave me an idea. This is how Paul's novel is going to start. But <laughs> like, you know, oh. the church, yes. the bells are ringing. The <laughs> Pam, the bells. wedding officiant, is ready. The organ's playing in the background. Paul's like, you know, getting ready to walk down the down the aisle, and then he's like, "Wait a minute!" And then, bam, story starts. So the bells are ringing. <laughs> will for me and my will he run away? Will Elizabeth arrive oh, at the church in time on top of Mary's sunshine? To save him? <laughs> I don't know. This could happen. I don't know. We could we cast a boss. We, we give you a little up, uh, idea. Go with it, boss. Run. Write it. Anything yeah. possible. Oh, my God, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different so, Anyway. <laughs> hey, you know, as long as Allison and Paul don't have a baby, I'm okay. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, uh, divorce is a lot easier when you don't yes, have a baby. Yes, I mean, anyway, once mm -hmm. you have a baby, it's going to be hard to, like, let go of Allison. She's going to be there forever. <laughs> hey, listen, I had, I had a very good friend. I had a very good friend who married his high school sweetheart, put her through college and grad school. And the and day after she graduated, she says, I don't want to be married anymore. Oh, wow. And so he went to Jacoby and Myers for his divorce <laughs> because they had no children mm -hmm. and they did not own property together. So it made it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> See that that is my night my worst nightmare. Like boss writes a book and Paul and Allison have a baby. And it's like, why, boss? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, since 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 SR did write a book and um that did not happen because there's this yes. new person, Elizabeth. Yes. I, 
that came I into did the tell him. He was like, did you read the surprise? And at the time I hadn't, I was like, no. And he's like, oh, there's a little surprise for you. And I was like, oh, please, no baby, no baby, no baby. No wedding, no baby. <laughs> I read and Paul and Allison got married and Elizabeth was the maid of honor because that would be weird. Or And they named the baby that Elizabeth. Again, that would be weird. So no. I was terrified. <laughs> The whole time. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a lot of crazy, <laughs> a lot of crazy talk. Yes. Well, we do have a lot of. Crazy I prefer talk our version. <laughs> <laughs> In any event, my 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 uh, officiating services are welcome <clears throat> are available at any time. <laughs> I just have to register within the county. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Definitely well, that- another chapter for your book, Pam. Mm-hmm. Hey, it was one hundred and fifty dollars a pop. I would even do funerals, which in my family is not unusual. <laughs> True. Oh my True. god. I, I, I I'm a granddaughter of a funeral director <laughs> and a hospice nurse is my sister, so we walk the line here. <laughs> oh my god. No other way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, as Kenzie would be yelling at me, you said anyway. I'm going to leave us with wedding bell blues, and we can <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. Was it to me? Yeah. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. See you all next. Oh weekend. my God! Love you. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's